What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the MyPrizePicks.com AAF football show. That's right. It's a lot of fun going on football just because it's the middle of February. Doesn't mean that football's over. Joining me just like last week, we get Evan Silva and Nick Mincio. Evan, what's going on, brother? What's going on, man? Shout out, big shout out to Nick. He was all over Jaquan Gardner last week. I think Jaquan Gardner scored... Uh, well, the the most fantasy points of any player that didn't play quarterback last, but Charles Johnson might have got him. But I don't know. It was close between Jaquan Gardner and big shout out to Nick for crushing that. A couple of uh, late breaking news items: Arrow, uh, running back for the uh, San Antonio Commanders, mispracticed with a back injury, and the San Diego Fleet moved. Cameron Kelly to from uh, wide receiver to cornerback. Um, it's so, like high school football. Yeah, so we you know we got to figure out how these um, the injury and the position conversion might impact other players and hopefully hopefully gain an edge. Uh, we know that information and other people don't. Yeah, Nick Evan was mentioned. You crushed it last week, man. How you doing? Good man. How are you guys? Uh, good to be here. Lucky calling the gardener. Uh, the Pharaoh thing, I think, uh, didn't he injure his back on that touchdown that he scored yeah. in the first quarter? He, like, got, like, twisted up big time, landing on his head, but he kept playing. So, I don't know. It's definitely something tracks first I'm hearing of it. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, obviously, MyPricePicks.com, they change the numbers a lot. You know, it's not like these numbers are not stagnant. You know, Kenneth Farrow right now, the over-under for fantasy projections, 9.8. This might be something to hit. You know, we'll kind of talk about that game later on the show, but this might be a parlay to hit going down a little bit, you know, take the under on that if we think he's going to be banged up. So let's go ahead and jump right into it, guys. Uh, Arizona hot shots at the Salt Lake Stallions. Arizona, four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, 46-point total here. And, Evan, Arizona, one of the top teams in the league. Salt Lake, not so much. And it's I'm a little bit surprised Arizona's not bigger favorites on the road here. Are you? Well, Salt Lake is kind of interesting because although they are 0-2, they were in position to win both of their, their first two games. They played Arizona really tough in week one. Um, they were losing 19 to 16 to Arizona in Arizona before they lost their starting quarterback, Josh Woodrum, who pulled his hamstring. Josh Woodrum is expected back this week. This game is in Salt Lake. This is actually Salt Lake's first home game of the season. Um, in their second game, I mean – it was probably the worst game of the weekend against Birmingham, Salt Lake against Birmingham in Birmingham. Birmingham ends up winning 12 to nine. Salt Lake misses three field goals, botches the hold on the fourth one. Um, and also Matt Asiata, their designated goal linebacker, who we've known forever is horrible. Somehow at, you know, in the minor leagues and in the big leagues, this dude, you know, coaches keep giving this dude carries and he keeps messing up. He loses a fumble inside the 10 yard line. Um, to, to cost them another score. Salt Lake could easily be 2-0, and certainly should be 1-1. One and one. Um, And they played two road games, and they played about um, about 60% of the season without their starting quarterback. So I actually kind of like the line. I kind of like Salt Lake maybe as a, like a money line pick here. Um, and I know that – and I agree with you that I think Arizona hot, the Arizona Hotshots are – maybe a better team. I think that they're the second best team in the AAF, but um, I think it's Salt Lake might be a lot better than, than we know right now. Um, and they're supposed to be getting their starting quarterback back this week. Yeah. So, okay. So 
I think this game could also be close. And I'll tell you, Arizona last week, you know, they had the five turnovers, Nick. I don't think we expect them to be that bad again this week. You know, they still won the game. But what do we think about Arizona's offense here? What do we think about, you know, John Wolford, Rashad Ross, of course. He's just balling out of control for the hot shots. What do you think about this Arizona offense? I mean, I'm all about them in this spot. I mean, uh, Wolford and Ross lit it up in week one against these guys. I don't expect much of change in two weeks. I mean, Salt Lake's not going to all of a sudden have all new talent on the back end of the defense or anything like that. But being in Salt Lake, like Evan was saying, uh, gives the the Stallions a little bit more for them. So I'm not as bullish on Wolford and Ross in, the, in this spot, but I'm still liking their their numbers on, on my prize picks for sure. And then I think Wolford's obviously the second-best quarterback on the slate again this week behind Garrett Gilbert. Rashad Ross is just a big play threat no matter who he plays against. I mean, that touchdown he scored last week, he didn't score from short close to the end zone on that little wiggle play. He got loose around that seven-yard line, made a defender miss, and outran everyone to the end zone, um, and he could beat, beat people over the top. So he could score for any, anywhere on the field. Yeah, and you know his prop right now is 13.3. Evan, you going over or under on Ross? Uh, probably over, probably over. I mean, he went off against this same – this team are these teams already played in week one, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. He went off in that game. I don't think anybody can really cover him uh, from Salt Lake, and they're they're going to need him I, again. I think that this game is going to be close. I think that Arizona's going to have to throw the ball more than usual. Arizona has not even reached thirty pass attempts in a game yet, and um, I think that they're going to get there this week against Salt Lake. Yeah, I, I, I still like the over for Rashad Ross. Well, and on the other side of this game, we got a couple guys that are splitting carries. Brandon Oliver, Joel, I got to check Twitter because y'all hooked me up with this. I just couldn't figure out how to pronounce the guy's name. Joel Buonio. That's right. Nailed it. I got it. Boom! We're mid-season form already. Well, Buonio fans here now. Yeah, I know. I got my jersey rocking and people are, dude, I love that jersey. Who is it? And I'm just going to have to reply with, I have no idea how the, how the hell to pronounce it. It's this dude from the AAF. But, you know, when we look at this running back situation, normally you would say, okay, running back by committee. In normal DFS, we would fade these spots, right? But I'm looking at a couple of props here that just seem really low. 6.9 for Buonio, two in a row. You know, 8.6 for Brandon Oliver. Nick, what do you think about, I mean, taking the over on either of these guys? Does it interest you at all? Yeah, I mean, especially if we think this game's going to stay close and if we think uh, the Stallions have a chance to win this game, like it seems like we, we believe they do. It's four-point underdogs at home. It's their first home game, like we said. Buonio looked way better running the ball last week at six and a half yards per carry. Um, just the, like you said, the split is concerning for fantasy-wise, but the props are just so low, and Buonio looked good last week. Brandon Oliver <laughs> caught that pass, set Buonio up for that short touchdown. It was like a 19-yard screen pass or something like that. Um, I mean, both these guys do it totally different ways. Oliver's more proficient in the pass game, Buonio on the ground. I like both these guys in these props, and I also like the other Stallion as well, uh, D. Mornay, Pearson L., their slot receiver. I like his prop as well. Yeah, six and a half on that is really, really low. And when you talk about a slot receiver guy, that's probably going to see a lot of targets. Evan, what do you think about these Salt Lake props? Yeah, I'm with you guys. This is uh, either the first or second highest total on the slate. Um, I think we agree that this game might have shootout potential. Uh, We saw Brandon Oliver last week. Again, a dude who has had success uh, to some extent in the NFL before. take over as the, the leader in the Stallions' backfield last week in terms of uh, touches. It looks like they're getting their quarterback back, so um, their, you know, their scoring expectation rises. Uh, Matt Asiata, after losing that fumble, he was weeded out of the rotation. So it's down to three guys now. Brandon Oliver, 
Buanyo and Terrell Newby. Um, Terrell Newby actually is kind of kind of a guy to have some concern about. Last week, he all of a sudden played 29% of the Stallions' offensive uh, snaps. He didn't he got three touches, but uh, he was in there a lot in uh, passing situations, and that is a spot where Brandon Oliver uh, should be playing. Um, now, you know, these backfields have kind of been you know, not predictable week to week. Like what happens in one week doesn't necessarily mean that, the, you know, that's going to stay the same in the next week. Um, but that's just a guy to have a little bit of concern about. Again, he was in there. They weren't giving him touches, sort of like the Duke Johnson of the, um, of the AAF. You know, he's, he's playing a lot, but they're not like dialing up plays to get him the rock. It's Brandon Oliver, Joel Buonio. I Again, I like the, the overs for both of these guys. I like the over for Rashad Ross. I think that the over for um, – I just – I think that the the line set on John Walford on myprizepicks.com is kind of just in line with where he should be. Um, so not not a ton of value there. But, yeah, I mean, the rest of these guys, I, I think that – I think they're they're all pretty good over bets. You know, so, okay, so if I hit glow, I click all three of them. And again, guys, I want to point out something, a rule is that I didn't do a very good job last week of pointing out. When you're on my prize picks, you have to have guys from each different team. You know, you can pick them from the same game, but they have to be from different teams. So make sure you keep that in mind. I can click over here. I can click over here, over here. We're just looking for points at this point. And the inner 20, if I want to do it for 20 bucks, 100 bucks, five extra money. Not bad at all. I'm hoping Rashard Ross gets there. I kind of agree with you as far as the Wofford line. I think I'm just going to stay away. You know, it just seems a little bit high for me. Nick, do you have any interest in the over-under for Wofford? No, I agree with you guys. I think it's pretty much right in line there. He'd have to to go with like three touchdowns to get the over. And I think uh, they might run the ball a little bit more in this game. Tim Cooks showed a lot in in that backfield last week. Jarrell Presley's still good. Um, I think they'll give it to those guys a little bit more. All right, let's move on to our next game. Memphis, they are taking the Memphis uh, Beatdown Express to Orlando where they're going to face the Apollos. Orlando, 15 and a half point. That's right. The league is three weeks old, and we already have a 15 and a half point favorite at home in a game with a 45 and a half point total. And Evan, you know, obviously, if this was DFS, we would just be saying, all right, let's get all the Apollos we can in there. You know, for my prize picks, it's a little bit different because obviously we're dealing with props. Garrett Gilbert, you know, he's got to hit 23 points to hit the over on that prop. That is obviously a big number. Christian Hackenberg doesn't have to. But, Evan, I saw you having a little bit of fun on Twitter regarding Christian Hackenberg. Do you want to talk about how Hackenberg has been doing in the AAF? Um, he's awful. He is god-awful. Now, he did – I think he went over his prop last week. He's got a rushing TD. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so – and they started to like him, like Mike Singletary is their coach. He's starting to figure out that Christian Hackenberg is actually a better runner than passer. It's not good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I still have, like, I read a bunch of quotes from Singletary this week um, talking about Hackenberg, and I think he could have a quick hook in this game. Um, first of all, they are not going to be able to, like, compete from a passing standpoint with the Apollos. Apollos coached by Steve Spurrier. They've scored 77 points in two games. They have an incredible ver- vertical passing attack with Charles Johnson, who is the, the Julio Jones of this league, Jalen Marshall, um, who's like, you know, the Calvin Ridley of this league. I mean, they are, are a high-scoring offense. And um, and they even have depth, like a deep threat in Alonzo Moore and 
Um, they just, and they have uh, uh, Rennell Hall also, who's played in the NFL. I mean, they, they are, are loaded offensively. And um, th- this Memphis team is like the second worst team in the league. And, the, and Orlando is the best team in the league. And they're at home here against the second worst team in the league. So this sets up, at least on paper, to be like – and Orlando also has this shutdown secondary. Um, secondary in the league. Best pass defense in the league. That all the all the express really have offensively is Zach Stacy, and you know, I mean, is he going to be able to like take over this game? That's the only way that Memphis would be able to stay competitive. I I, I like Garrett Gilbert and Charles Johnson to blow it up again. Um, I'm tra- having like from a DFS standpoint, um, that there, there I think there's only one running back listed on MyPrizePicks.com. That's Dearness Johnson uh, from the Orlando backfield. But from like on Fanball from a DFS standpoint, I'm trying to. It's, I'm having a hard time figuring out their backfield because they're going. It looks like they're going to be in really run-friendly game script in this game. Um, but I would continue to bang the under on Hackenberg. I know he scored that rushing touchdown last week, but I think he could bench. I think he might. I don't. I think there's like a 20% chance that he doesn't even start. Like they they had Brandon Silver's the backup war, warming up on the sideline last week. I mean Hackenberg, he's just he's a disaster, man. He. he and it, if they fall behind, like he is not going to be able to pass them out of a hole. Maybe Brandon Silvers would give him a better chance. Maybe Mettenberger. I, again, I don't know what Mettenberger is doing uh, to not be able to get on the field on, the, on this team. Is he just on the on the sideline smoking cigs or what? I don't know what he's doing. That would be but, so great if that was. He's like he's like the, and he's the Jay Cutler yeah. of uh, the AF. Exactly. But I I'd, I'd hit the under again. I think that Hackenberg, like. 50, 60% chance he actually just gets benched in the game. Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned that Orlando, they're 15.5-point favorites at home. They should be out to a big lead. And as Evan was saying, Nick, Hackenberg's just not a guy that's going to be able to pass them out of, well, anything. So, to me, I know the 9.4, you know, the uh, 9.4 projection, it looks so small, especially for a quarterback. It You, you instinctively want to bet the over, but – Boy, it's just, you know, like Evan was saying, man, it's just hard to even project Hackenberg to do anything in this one. What do you think about Hackenberg or even the rest of this Memphis offense? Totally on the under for Hackenberg. Did you, I mean, did you guys see this guy last week? He was, he's a legit psychopath, I think. Guys like <laughs> yeah, yell, like yelling at his coaches, yelling at his teammates, um, yelling at his offensive lineman, his center. Like, he's a guy that, like, if everything goes wrong, it's everyone's fault except his when it's everything is. And it's just like, they got Brandon Long, John Silver's warming up on the sideline over there, ready to come in. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's a good chance Hackenberg gets gets benched this week. But the one prop I love in this, probably my favorite prop in this, on this whole slate is in this game with Dearness Johnson, Orlando side. Um, we got the clock killing work late in the game against San Antonio last week. Um, was hammering out big runs, getting first downs, killing the clock, holding that one score lead, and then the announcers are like. Yeah, we, we, we think Dearness Johnson's earned himself some more carries next week. And Akeem Hunt dropped a couple passes week one, got two carries last week, got negative four yards on those two carries. Um, Dearness Johnson led them in carries last week. I think he sets off perfectly. I think if I'm playing one running back on fan ball as well, I might just go Dearness Johnson just to jam in all the big dogs at receiver and quarterback. Yeah, so I assume you're liking the over on 5.9. For probably. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like it's one of your favorite thing, one of your favorite, you know, picks on the entire slate. Like, 
I feel like there's something to be said for just pounding the hell out of every single Orlando player on this, like Johnson, yeah. Charles Johnson, you know, Garrett Gilbert. I mean, Evan, is there really a reason that you wouldn't want to do this? No, I mean, I think that they're, they're like the core plays in daily fantasy. Um, and I, I'm, I'm with Nick on the over for Dearness Johnson. Um, this guy does not have a great profile. We're in 48140. We're in a 48140 coming out last year out of South Florida, but in the games, he uh, was efficient on his limited touches in week one. He had five carries for 35 yards. He also caught a 33 yard touchdown uh, where he lined up uh, outside. Um, he's averaging 7.1 yards per carry so far. As Nick mentioned, he got the crunch time snaps last week, and then he got the clock killing snaps as well. Um, it's very much a three-way backfield. You know, Akeem Hunt's playing time dipped from week one to week two, but he's still the guy with the most NFL experience in this backfield. I think he could pop back up. Uh, and then Davion Smith is the number three back. He led the team in targets in, or led the backfield in targets and snaps last week. So he's very much a threat. But I think that, like, if you were to set, you know, props for all three of the backs they'd write they'd be right around this this six to seven point range and they could all go over because i think that the apollos are going to just they're, they're going to be in very very bring back friendly game script in this game and also last week um memphis just got matched on the ground by uh the hot shots i mean they gave up 184 yards and 6.3 yards per kick hot shots running back. So, um, you know, they're, they're very much a vulnerable opponent. And yeah, I mean, I think that this Orlando offense should absolutely go off based on what we've seen so far in the AAF. Nick, are you surprised that Evan didn't talk about his boy pig Howard? Yeah. Where's the pig pig. Yeah, I mean, this dude... <laughs> I don't, I mean, this dude's prop at 7.7 7 is way, way too high. His actual name is pig. Is Howard. he? It's actually listed as Pig Howard on uh, my prize picks now. They heard us. Awesome. <laughs> I really enjoy that. Like it's like all the official sites. It's not Pig Howard over here, though. They know how to party. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our third game in the AAF this week. It's the Birmingham Iron and Atlanta Legends. Woo! You really gotta love this league to watch this game. Birmingham, they're six and a half point favorites on the road it's a 40 point total by far the lowest total on this slate nick i see you just shaking your head no already when we're looking at this game i just hate that trent richardson is the best fantasy player in this league it's just so annoying <laughs> it's so annoying man this dude is so bad i mean i granted his offense line is just terrible he had 41 yards rushing last week 46 after contact he was just getting annihilated every time he touched the ball but that receiving output last week was totally unexpected what do you have like led the team in Receivings with six catches, 50 yards. Totally crushed his uh, my prize picks uh, prop total. So I'm going with it again. Atlanta's seventh out of eight teams against running backs. Fancy points allowed. Uh, I don't expect Birmingham to have any real trouble handling this team at all. Even if it's in Atlanta, I think they're just going to put it in Richardson's gut and let him do his thing. Even if it's just a two or three yards on a cloud of dust, they're just going to give it to him 20 times. You know, if he scores a touchdown, he's gold. Yeah, Evan, I'm not watching this game. I'm not going to do it. Like, I, I don't want to see a world where Trent Richardson's, like, getting the rock 20 times. I don't want to see a game with the total this slow. I, I'm i not watching this game. Are, are you interested at all in this game, Evan? 
Yeah, because I'm going to have like a lot of DFS exposure to it. So. Yeah, all right. Let's hear it then, big boy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that T. Rich is like borderline must play, you know, unfortunately. I mean, he's got about a 25 touch projection. Uh, the Falcons, the Atlanta Legends, the second time I've done this this week, <laughs> have the worst run defense in the entire league, allowing 5.6 yards per carry to opposing RBs. Um, you know, I think I, I'm not sure where to go on Luis Perez. I really liked him after the first week. And then the second week, I thought he was really disappointing. He's just slow, man. He's really slow. You're in a 5-3-40 coming out of college. Um, and, you know, you get bodies around him and all. He, you know, he, he falls into a lot of trouble. Um, I do still kind of think that he is one of the better pure passers in the league. And I do like Quentin mm-hmm. Um, what is Quentin Patton's prop here? Uh, 10.3. Yeah. Um, just the, the legends have just been so bad in every aspect. They are another one of the teams that opened with consecutive road games. This is their home opener. So you wonder if we're going to see a better version of them this week, but with, with Trent Richardson getting, you know, having this, this awesome matchup on the ground, Getting this, uh, the big time receiving work last week, he had what six catches for 50 yards. Um, the the lone true every down back in the AAF. I continue to like his over, and I think that he's a borderline DFS must play. Yeah, that's that's the world we're in now, guys. Yep. That's how it works. We get Trent Richardson as and then the must play last week. Uh, Luis Perez had that. I mean, he he gets hurt by drops quite a bit. Tobias Palmer dropped a touchdown in the end zone last week. Uh, but I agree. He didn't play well at all last week. He was like three of 11 attempting passes, like 10 plus yards down the field. He had that drop from Palmer, but I still think he's the third best quarterback in this league. Honestly. I kind of like the Matt Sims over prop. I know nobody's laughing at me yet. That's a good start. It's only, I haven't even looked at it. (laughs) It's 10.7. It's a freaking quarterback. Like it's an 11 point. And I understand that the iron curtain though, Eric, the iron curtain, man. It's we're two weeks into this league's history. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that we probably still don't know a whole lot. I think that's a reasonable take. Like, isn't it, Nick? I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. I think uh, Jamar Summers, their cornerback is probably the second best, one of the top five corners in this league, honestly, but that doesn't say a whole lot. <laughs> it's, it just is what it is, man. He's freaking Jamar Summers. I do not have his rookie card. Evan, are there any uh, Atlanta props that you're targeting? <laughs> Yeah, I think T. Rich. Um, I think Patton is pre- like I think that there's value on his over, um, and I I still think there's value on Luis Perez's o- over. Um, you know, I don't know if he's going to crush it, but I mean he's he's got zero touchdown passes so far on the season. Like at some point he's going to throw like a touchdown pass, maybe even two, and you know if he gets two, like he's he's going to get there. Uh, at, at is this game going to be played in a dome? I honestly don't even know where they play. They, they're not playing in a. Or they're they're not playing in what's the, what's the Falcon Stadium? Mercedes Benz. Yeah, they're not playing in Mercedes Benz. I don't. I don't know. I don't I even have know. No idea, Evan. This seems like a thing where you would know, and you're going to like tell us the history of the bricks that were laid for the stadium or something weird, right? No, I haven't done a lot of stadium analysis. <laughs> um, you know, but if this is in a dome, say it is in a dome. 
I do I do like the passing offenses. Like we saw, I'm, I was talking about the Dome game last week, and then that ended up being the game that was just incredible at San Antonio-Orlando game. I like I liked games in Domes in wintertime. So I that, think that, those are definitely. Alamo Dome. So we know that that's a Dome because it's like in the name of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Hashtag analysis. You know, I'm looking up where they're playing. I will say, like, I, I'm looking at these props. I know that's a low total, and I know I'm making fun of uh, – you know, watching this game. I do think these t- props are too low, though. I mean, I honestly, on Perez, Sims, T. Rich, and Centavius Jones, I feel like, Nick, are you in, are you in on Centavius Jones? No, not at all. I'm all looking right. up this stadium. They're playing at Georgia State Stadium. I'm trying to figure out if that's outdoors or Stop, that's indoors. Not, that's not that's outdoors, playing. man, outdoors. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, what so, else? So I'm out. I'm out. I'm out on you're, everyone. You're out on everyone. Just taking down in the unders. That's too funny. I, yeah. I, I, I'm telling Matt Sims like ten point seven. That's just too low for a quarterback. Like that's not named Christian Hackenberg. If it's Christian Hackenberg, fine, whatever. But Matt Sims ain't getting benched. All right, let's talk about our last game: the San Antonio Commanders at the San Diego Fleet. San Diego two and a half point favorites at home. Forty three and a half point total. Evan, floor is yours, buddy. What do we think about this San Diego team or San Antonio, not San Diego? Uh, San Antonio is, is kind of interesting. Um, they started to play Marquise Williams uh, at quarterback last week, subbing him in for Logan Woodside. I think that Logan Woodside, their starting quarterback, has flashed at times, but he's also looked really – he's just been – he's been a roller coaster so far. You know, he can't, he can't get the ball to their top receiver, Mikhail McKay. Um, last week, he did get the ball a ton to Demarcus Ayers, who kind of came out of nowhere, didn't even play – in the first game, had uh, five for 80. But, um, Logan Woodside, I'm a little bit worried about him losing playing time here uh, to Marquise Williams. After the game, uh, the San Antonio coach, Mark Mike Riley, said that he wished that he had played Marquise Williams more in the game. And when Marquise Williams was in the game, he had three rushes for 32 yards, kind of added a spark to their offense. Um, he, Marcus Williams, played in North Carolina, started over Mitchell Trubisky, the number two overall pick in the 2017 NFL draft, started over him for two years. Um, I do think that if Marcus Williams was to play, like the expectation for the passing game would go way down um, because, you know, the offense would change kind of like Lamar Jackson um, went, you know, when he came, like you couldn't use John Brown anymore uh, in fantasy. I think that that, that might, it might, might have an impact like that. Um, but, yeah, Logan Woodside, I think he's priced, like, right where he should be at right around 14 points. Um, Kenneth Farrow, as we mentioned, in the backfield, missed practice today with a back injury. So um, he might be a guy to hit the under right now. Uh, and, look, even if he does, you know, if he doesn't play, then you win, right? Yeah. And then, and then if, he, if he does play, uh, maybe we'll see him at significantly less – than a hundred percent. So you kind of like the under on all of these San Antonio guys. I would say I'd like the under right now on Kenneth Farrow. Yeah. Okay. You know, Nick, I saw you shaking your head a lot when they were talking about Logan Woodside. What's your take on this passing game of San Antonio? Yeah, that'd be like an extreme disappointment if uh, Marquise Williams plays more than he did last week, or even if he plays a snap, I'll be disappointed. I think Woodside's been like good. He starts games really well. He takes shots downfield, and then he just like collapses in the second half of games and turns the ball over and just is terrible under that's pressure but good. I'm I, that's not good no. yeah yeah no I know I know it's not good at all but still Marquise Williams I mean, come on I don't think that's even like 
He's good. I don't even think that's. And then, you know, as the scripted plays wear out, he's a bum. He's right. Absolutely. Before before that thought came into my mind, I was like trying to jam in Mikhail McKay in all uh, fanball lineups and taking the over on his prop. I mean, he's getting loads of targets. Had a touchdown taken away last week on a ticky-tack penalty that didn't really even affect the play. Um, at Pro Football Focus, uh, Jeff Radcliffe, I believe, does their wide receiver cornerback uh, charts over there. And the three San Antonio receivers, Mikhail McKay, Demarcus Ayers, and Greg Ward, have three of the top five single best matchups on the whole slate. Um, this San Diego pass defense is so bad. They're they're sixth against receivers and fantasy points allowed. Um, I think McKay is just like he's a target hog, but he's obviously going to score a touchdown here soon. He's getting he got six end zone targets last week, or he has six end zone targets on season, something like that. I don't know what it is, but he's getting the ball in prime scoring areas. And I mean, I'm jamming the over on him and jamming him in uh, DFS lineups for sure. All right, talk about the San Diego team. Uh, let's talk about Jaquan Gardner. You know, at home you get a running back. 11.6 point prop seems a little high. What do you think, Evan? Um, I think it's good. I, I think, I think his over is definitely in play. The, the one concern is that Terrell Watson uh, played more snaps than him last week. Jaquan Gardner called out though. I mean, he was awesome. Um, but Terrell Watson played more snaps in the game than him. Terrell Watson is kind of intriguing. Actually at one point, uh, Nick had Terrell Watson as a top 20 season long back. Uh, he actually had him like in the top 70, but um, I wrote this guy up for the Roto World draft guy like two years ago. I think it, it was, it was it's something to forget. Probably my worst moment of all time. <laughs> He's like Brandon Jacobs, but like worse. Hey, wait, 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 wait. You do not talk poorly about Southern Illinois university alumni, Brandon Jacobs. Only. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I sorry. Apology accepted. We cool. We cool. <laughs> so, Nick, what do you think about this San Diego? Uh, what do they think about these props over here? Because yeah, obviously, Nick is the Jaquan Gardner whisperer, though. Oh, yeah, I'm hammering the I'm hammering the under on Gardner. Honestly, I don't, I don't like it this week. He he was extremely efficient last week. Um, got out targeted or out touched in the red zone four to two by Watson, but he scored two. I mean, that's not going to happen every week. Like you said, Watson was played more snaps. They split time pretty evenly. Watson has the third down over some reason. I don't know why this guy is the third down back. He's like a prototypical not three down back or third down back. He's big, lumbering, very like doesn't have many movement skills. I don't know why he's the third down back, but I'm hammering the under on Gardner here. Um, I don't like, I don't really like this spot for any of these San Diego picks at all. Um, Nelson Spruce, maybe a little bit. I like him. That's but a he's their number problem, five receiver. Yeah. Yeah, he's their number five receiver, but he might be number four now since that since that other receiver got moved to corner, and he's he seems to be their preferred slot guy. But Brian Brown, I'm not I'm not touching that one either. I love I love that we're just like full on high school football. Now you the wide receiver moved to cornerback. The coach's kid's going to be the water boy. We're all having a good time. Like Evan, is there anything on uh, San Diego that stands out for you? Well, the first guy that yeah, the first guy that I looked at here, and you have to understand that. The quarterback for San Diego is the guy who completed the pass last week. I don't. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, you know, the the trustworthy the trustworthiness of the passing game in general is kind of low. But we're pulling out Cameron Kelly, who was playing a lot of snaps, and 
wasn't necessarily getting a lot of targets, but was running a lot of routes. And so that's going to bump up other guys in the receiver core. I'm kind of with you. I don't love Brian Brown. Um, so I'm kind of with Nick on that, but Nelson Spruce uh, last week, I mean, he looked like the best receiver on San Diego. Uh, he is called the, uh, the all-time leading receiver at the U- university of Colorado. And um, he only ran 13 routes last week, had like four for um, like 58, I want to say. Um, so I think that his routes are going to go up into like the twenties with Cameron Kelly moving from wide receiver to cornerback. And man, at 5.7, I mean, what, what does he need to get there? Three, if he gets three catches, he's going to get there. If he gets three, yeah, catches, three catches, 30 oh, yards. Yeah. Good. That's, I mean, you're home. Yards, he's easily there. Uh, three catches, 27 yards, and, and you're breaking even. Three yeah. catches, 28, and you're winning. So, yeah, I think that, man, he, he might be my favorite play on this entire prize picks uh, slate. All right, so we can he did take lose a fumble last week, though, which is kind of concerning. But I don't, I don't know if it affected his playing time after that. I didn't really pay attention too much, but I know he lost a fumble. But they ended up winning the game by double digits, so I don't know if they're going to hold it against him too much. All right, I'm taking the over on Spruce. I'm taking the under on Gardner because – they the Jaquan Gardner whisper, which I cannot believe is an actual thing, says to take the under on that. I'm taking the under on Kenneth Farrow, and then I want I want to do a four man, so I'm taking the over on Trent Richardson. <sighs> All right, can I select five players? Am I allowed to do that? Oh, maybe. All right, if I take oh wait, I actually clicked Luke May. That has very clearly already started because Duke North Carolina is going on right now. Sign Williamson to the locker room for all you college uh, basketball fans out there all right so that's what i'm going to do this is going to be my five man i'm going to do nelson spruce over jaquan gardner under kenneth farrow under trent richardson over and you know what because i've been talking about i'm taking matt sims over as well so i'm going to click go and see what's going on all right over on sims let's see how much i can win here uh, it's coming over on sims over on t rich under on farrow under on Gardner, over on Spruce, five bit twenty bucks. Well, unfortunately, you can't pick five, so I'm taking away Mr. Sims. I got to take it away. See, this is hey, the new site, guys. We're still learning this just as much as you are, so we got to make sure and check this out. I got to switch. I I can ten x my money right here, though. If we get these, four, all we have to do is get four right, and we ten x the money. Evan, you you said Spruce was your favorite. Nick, what's your favorite? Is it the under on Gardner? No, the over on Dearness Johnson for sure is my favorite. Okay, over on Dearness Johnson. I'm taking I'm gonna I'm taking the Trent Richardson over. Evan, give us one more your next favorite uh your next favorite play on here as far as the props go. Okay, you did spruce? Yep. We only got an hour. Okay. okay. <laughs> I will go with – I'll go with Buonio. I mean – <laughs> You just want to hear me say Buonio again, don't you? 6.9? Man, that's nothing. All right, we're going with that. I'm going to click the oh, – where'd it go? Oh, there it is, the join. No, I clicked five people. Guys, you get it. <laughs> How do I keep clicking on Luke May of all people? Or Jordan Caroline. He hates me. How is Luke May still in the college basketball? I thought he's been like a senior for like five years now. No, that's that's Sean May. That's Sean is May. Isn't Luke way. May the white guy? Oh, maybe. Sean May is not. Jordan Caroline, I definitely can't take a prop on him. You know he doesn't like me. I don't even know Jordan who that Car- is. Jordan Caroline. He used to play basketball at uh, 
at SIU. And so after, after Jordan Caroline lost in the NCAA tournament, I was talking shit on Twitter, like not tagging him or anything. And he freaking found me on Twitter and got angry about it. And next thing I know, I had like the entire University of Nevada Athletic Department angry tweeting at me. It was a really weird day. All right, cool story while I sell this. <laughs> You're Ernest Johnson and you had Joel Buonio that is a real person and that is how you say it. We're taking the over on Buonio. We're taking the over on Johnson. It's got to load up here. There we go. We're taking the over on Johnson. Taking the over on Richardson. And we're taking the over on Spruce. This is our all over happy time. 20 bucks went $200. Fired in there with us. Um, yeah, ship it. Guys, we got to get off here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you check out myprizepicks.com because they got a lot of really cool stuff. It doesn't just have to be AAF football. They have got everything over there. They've got PGA. If you want to fire some PGA with the uh, World Golf Championship starting tomorrow, MMA starting this weekend, NBA coming back tomorrow, little bit of everything going on on MyPricePicks.com. So make sure you check that out. And, of course, of course, when you're uh, signing up, use Match 50 because that's going to be one hell of a bonus. I think it's 150% or it's something crazy. Or, no, 50%. 50% up to 1000 bucks. So make sure you use Match 50 on there when you're signing up. Thanks for watching. For Nick, for Evan, I'm Eric. Catch you guys later. Peace.